You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 97. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. This is going to be a from the heart talk to you today about kindness and food. And honestly, if you want to think of one thing that is going to be foundational for you for the rest of your life in terms of feeling good with food, it's all about kindness. Now, I get really just sort of confused sometimes when people give out blanket statements that are not tangible. When people say things like listen to your body or just love yourself or even in this case, just be kind. I think so many times we hear those things out there, especially now in this big world of self-help and it's like, okay, that sounds great, but like, how do I actually do that? What is this going to look like in my life? And Many of the women that I attract are women who struggle with food. And that is something that I know very intimately. They might emotionally eat. They might be binging. That is the type of coaching that I do. And obviously, fat loss coaching overall. But I really do think that all of this stuff, having a sustainable relationship with food forever, comes back to being kind to yourself. So today, I'm actually going to read and insert some of my thoughts into an old blog post that I did. Uh, And the name of the blog post, if you want to look at it on my website, is the goal is always kindness. Because the thing is that, you know, we can look at something like a meal plan, which I don't think is the best way to, uh, I'm really talking about a specific meal plan here. Like this is what you need to eat for lunch. This is what you need to eat for dinner. I don't think that those work. For everybody, because what's going to happen when you get off that meal plan? What's going to happen when life happens? What's going to happen when you have to eat for the rest of your life? You are not going to react as well or do as well if somebody else has told you what to eat, like specific things. Of course, I teach a template in my coaching practice, and we do track food sometimes. But unless you have figured this out for yourself of like, what is it that I like? What type of foods make me happy? What are my non-negotiables? Which are the things that I love so much that I really can't live without. You know, for me, it's things like chocolate, dulce leche, like, you know, ice cream. I don't eat those things all the time, but I love those things so much. Another non-negotiable for me is peanut butter and oatmeal. Like, I just have to have those things in my life. And those are things that I didn't eat for a really, really long time. And when I come again, when I go back to everything, I really think the goal is always kindness. 
because so many times we don't know why we're acting a certain way with food because we use it as a coping mechanism. And I think that food is a very emotional thing. It can be nostalgic. It can be something that connects people. And food is emotional, but it should not be used to assuage a feeling. When I say assuage, I mean like lessen a feeling because it never works. It never works. So unless we look at our emotional relationship with food, our mindset around it, the results that we get are never going to stick. And this is something that I really haven't talked about in a long time. So I really wanted to be sort of forward with it. And I wanted to read you this blog post with my own insertions of my thoughts because I wrote it years ago, but really just let you know that my life began to change with food when I decided that it wasn't worth it to be mean to myself and abuse myself with food anymore or try to be so controlling and have these behaviors that just like honestly made me feel like shit for years. Bloated, those feelings were like, I know I just said like bloated there (laughs) randomly, but having not remembered that you binged the night before and waking up and that feeling of fullness, not only the physical feeling of fullness, but like the shame of knowing that like, all right, this is how I'm going to feel today. Or even during the middle of the day, doing something and acting in a way that, you know, maybe I was restricting food and really swinging from one extreme of the pendulum to the other. And then I decided to, that I couldn't take that anymore which meant that I now was binging on food because that's what my, you know, my body was hungry. My mind was hungry because I just felt so restricted. And it's like, we fantasize about those moments of like, oh, the day when I can just go crazy with ice cream and I can eat these big quantities of stuff, like that's going to be incredible, but that never makes us feel great. And I talked about this a little bit in last week's episode. And during the month of November, I am going to be talking about you know, nutrition and solely food. And I am taking on four more clients. I already had a spot fill up. I'm taking on four more clients in addition to the clients that I have right now. Clients end up staying with me for about one year, which is the transformation that they have. Three months is not really enough time to scratch the surface, especially if you have a problem with emotional eating. It really takes a long time. So I don't want you to think that you're feeling like you haven't made progress or anything. This is a pro- this process takes a really, really long time. So I'm opening up five coach five coaching spots. One has been taken. So I have four left for women who are sensitive and introverted who but who are also very ambitious and very intelligent and they just want a different way of getting to their goal body and getting to that body that's going to make them feel great, which starts from the inside. So I typically take my clients down one of two paths. One path we are tracking and another path we are, one path we are tracking and another path we are not um, tracking, but we are doing a little bit of gentle structure. So if you maybe want to work on the mindset component, the internal work at the beginning, I do always give suggestions for food and sort of a meal template. 
And that is for people who are struggling a lot with their emotional relationship with food. For people who are maybe not struggling as much, but still want that transformation, they want some fat loss that is going to make them feel good and sustainable and awesome. That is a tracking path that we can go down too. So this really depends on the intake call that we have. So when I do coaching, we always have about a two hour intake call, a video call, just me and you together, hushing things out and really getting to the root of what it is that you want to accomplish together. And then we have a weekly call. And then after that, we are in touch via Voxer and I'm updating your nutrition plan every two weeks if it needs adjustment. Sometimes I don't adjust it if nothing has changed or we're feeling good, but typically I do adjust it. So it is those two paths. One's a little bit gentler than the other one really depends on where you are and what you're ready for. But I really feel a responsibility nowadays to talk about weight loss and to talk about these things because there's not that many people who are doing it in the right way. And if you're feeling like you're so frustrated at your lack of results and feeling like you put everything into this and you just can't stand feeling uncomfortable in your body anymore, I want to talk to you and I want to get on a call with you, even if you just want to talk for 30 minutes so I can hear your story and I can give you a couple tidbits of help. I really, really, really think that this is important. And I will be more forward talking about this, but the month of November is really just going to be focused on nutrition content. December, I'm shifting into business content for all of the people that want that. Even though I think that food and business are very similar, they are tools to um, tools to be your best self are overlapped in both food and business. And I'll talk about that a little bit more, but today I want to talk about kindness before I continue speaking. So be sure to schedule a call with me or send me a DM on Instagram if you want to talk about coaching. I am going to be raising my rates in January, so that's why I wanted to spend November and December talking about those spots so you can get grandfathered into the current rate before my rates go up. So I would love to talk to you, but let's get into this blog post. And I'm going to insert some little thoughts in between, but this is why kindness is the key. Many people talk to me about their struggle with eating intuitively. It's difficult to rely on their body and their brain to choose how much to choose what and how much they eat, they say. So they place trust in someone else to tell them how to eat. They want to know what, when, and how much to eat with exactness. But then they struggle with following said plan. Side note, at some point, we will always struggle with following said plan. For some, lack of internal guidance elicits mental pandemonium. So, i.e. when we legalize all foods. Oh my God, if I don't have any structure, if I don't have any parameters here, I'm just going to go nuts and I can't trust myself. And that is a process too. I only say this because this was me. If I didn't have a meal plan, a list, a time to fast, foods to cut, times to eat, Restriction served with a nice hot pile of more restriction, I'd freak. So for many of us, restriction feels safe because it's like, okay, I don't have to, it's very easy for me to have this black and white thing. I don't have to think about my emotions. I can just follow this plan and everything's going to be great. I thought I'd gain a thousand pounds in one day if I didn't have a plan. That was literally a thought in my head, maybe not a thousand, but I really thought that in one day I would gain 50 pounds if I allowed myself to trust myself. And trusting yourself is taking a leap of faith. 
a leap of faith. I did not know how to function if someone wasn't telling me what to do. Deer in headlights, brain empty, more pandemonium. And that's not fun, nor is it sustainable. Sustainability with food comes only from learning to rely on yourself to make all your food-related decisions. This is why in my coaching and the work that I do with my women, I guide them, of course. I am certified in nutrition. I have, you know, I have a master's in food studies. Like I'm very educated in this. So I could tell people what to eat, but that is not going to do them any service in the long run. We spend the time figuring out what it is that you need the foods that work for you. And for sensitive and introverted people, that is different. This is why intuitive eating, how it's taught nowadays, might not work for you because food affects sensitive people differently. I wanted this desperately, to be one of those people who just could eat normally. I wanted nothing more than to dip the first millimeters of my toe into the waters of food freedom. You guys, I was here for years. What was I supposed to do? Where could I look? What would guide me to choose the adequate foods and good amounts for my body? What was the goal of relying on my body? Now I see that it's easy, easy easy-ish, not really, (laughs) easier than I thought it was before. I see that it's just kindness. That's it. Because eating foods that that do not work for us is not kind. I used to think it was. I used to think that being kind to myself meant a night of debauchery filled with endless wine and cheese and tons of chocolate and sugar. Since I'd restrict myself so much, loosening that belt just one buckle was a one-way ticket to what the hellville, the only place where fun was had. And kindness was food, the fun food, the food I never allowed myself to have. Not because it was a bad food, not because I thought I'd gain weight if I ate it, but because these foods make me feel like garbage, not like, oh, I'm bloated for an hour and then I will go back to normal. I'm talking four days of discomfort and looking pregnant, unable to think or move properly because my mind and body are one. And if my body feels like crap, I'm a monster. I used to think that was kindness, even though it left me incapacitated for days. It was never worth it ever. The worst my binging got, side note here, besides the time that I was bulimic, was when I started paleo and I eliminated all these foods that actually did work for my body, but mentally it wasn't great. So I would go back and forth between eating gluten uh, and not eating gluten, even though now I haven't eaten it in five years because of this work that I've been doing. And I really don't feel, um, it feels very easy to me and very aligned. It's not a problem at all. This is how I feel my best. But I remember one birthday, one birthday going to this French restaurant with my parents and I had this goat cheese salad with bacon on it. And then we came home and had a chocolate cake that I had made with ice cream. And then we had, or I went into my bed with 12 cupcakes, mini cupcakes, and I ate all of them. And that was like, all right, this is it. Like the gluten, it, this is my window for the gluten. So this is what I'm doing. And I rem- I have a picture of myself the day after this day. And it looks like my face got stung by a million bees because it is so swollen. And I think looking at myself that morning in the mirror with literally my eyelids being swollen, my lips being swollen, my entire face and just everything. 
that was the moment I realized like this isn't fun. Even though I thought of that day on my birthday, I'm going to allow myself to eat these things. I thought of that day for like two months. Oh, it's going to be amazing when I do that. Like it's going to be so good. And we fantasize about it. And I have never felt worse in those moments that I have gone overboard and I have been quote unquote kind to myself. It's not kind. And I remember another moment when I was talking to my best friend Steph about this, when I was going through all of this, she is episode three or four of this podcast. I think we did a podcast on, on postpartum body image and I told her like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have the wine and the cheese and like, you know, cause it's like so kind. She's like, that's not actually kind. And that's when my, my wheel started turning in my head and it just started to make sense to me. So I know how this feels. I used to think that that was kindness, even though it left me incapacitated for days. It was never worth it ever. I thought kindness was trying to fit into the smallest size possible, eating the smallest amount possible, taking up the least amount of space, never speaking up for myself, never feeding my body properly. That is not kindness. Now, I do a few simple things all in the name of all in the goal of kindness. I make myself really good food because cooking is the ultimate act of self-care, which I do still think that. I prioritize cooking and the preparation of my food. I sit down to eat most of the time. Just now, 10 minutes ago, I ate standing up from a snack. Not a big deal. I eat foods that work for me. Those other foods, those crazy delicious foods, the ones that make me feel like garbage, I will always love them, but they're not kind to me. So I don't eat them 99% of the time. I stop eating when I'm full because that is kind to my body, to my mind, to my stomach, to my digestion. I always want to eat more. And sometimes my brain tricks me into believing that this is kindness. That being kind is just saying F it and going for it because kindness would make the pleasure of food last longer than it does. But it would also mean I'd be uncomfortable. That isn't kind either. Let me read that last thing again. I stop eating when I am full because it is kind to my body, to my mind, to my stomach, to my misphase here, <laughs> to my digestion. I always want to eat more. And sometimes my brain tricks me into believing that this is kindness. That being kind is just saying effort and going for it because kindness would make the pleasure of food last longer than it does, but it would also mean I'd be uncomfortable and that isn't kind either. You guys, I think that this is what it's about. When we get to the place where doing the thing that that maybe once made us feel good in some capacity doesn't make us feel great anymore. And instead of willpowering our way out of it, saying, actually, it's not even appealing or attractive to do that anymore because I value the way I feel. Kindness is stopping to eat. Janine Roth says something like, you can either deprive yourself of eating tons of cookies or you can deprive yourself of feeling good. That's the magic stuff right there. That food isn't moral or mean or good or bad, but actually it's all just reality. And if we can find a way that we can eat forever, that we love, rooted in the ultimate kindness for ourselves, then I think we've won. This is simple, but it's not easy. The next time you want to do something that isn't kind, but you think is kind, which your brain will trick you into doing, really ask yourself what it is that you want. Is this kindness? Am I being my own best friend right now? Am I advocating for myself? Will children starve if I leave this food on my plate? 
No, because either way, it's going to go to waste. You need to prioritize being kind. It takes practice. And I will say that kindness is an active process. It is not passive. So us being who it is that we want to be is not a passive process. It takes action and it takes activity and movement and momentum. But have faith and the confidence that you will one day realize that all food choices are about being kind or unkind. If you have a food that makes you feel like shit, but it makes you so freaking happy when you eat it, then eating it is kind. But make your own rules about kindness, about what is worth it, about how much you deserve. Because you deserve to feel good in your body and your brain most of the time. But the catch is, you're the only one who can do this for you. I wrote that years ago, and it still rings true today. I will post the link to it in the show notes. But I really just wanted to have a heart-to-heart with you all today because so many of you have been asking me about this, and I do think that we need to continue talking about the mental stuff around food. It was something that I didn't spend a lot of time talking about this year, but now as, as I'm ramping up my content, it's something that I want to continue focusing on. And I want to hear from you. If you have a question, if you want more information, if you feel like you want me to cover something, I am always available to talk to you. So send me a DM on Instagram or schedule a call with me. But I really care about you guys and I have so much love for you and so much love for people going through this because it is not easy. But I promise that if you power through, not in like a drill sergeanty way, in a kind way, that it's going to change your life and you will be grateful for your struggle with food. So I love you guys and we will talk next week. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 